Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolfden Live, episode 211, the one where my mom will probably call in the middle of the stream and ask me for tech support. What's her problem? Nothing. I was I'm just making fun I was of just there. That's it. That's all I got. Are you talking? He's frozen. <laughs> and he's gone. That was the quickest that that's ever happened before. <laughs> we're, so we're going back and forth between different ways. Which I gonna, haven't been. Oh, what? You froze completely and disappeared. <laughs> so we're going back and forth between different uh, solutions for the webcam. Uh, last week we did Discord. This week we we're doing Google Hangouts. And it was yeah. all fine until literally just now. Yeah. Uh, so weird. I was just at the house. Yes. What happened? She calls me. Mom calls me like half an hour before I'm scheduled to leave work, asking if we're coming over for dinner, which we haven't done in weeks. <laughs> um, and then she proceeds to ask me how I'm doing, how my wife's doing, how how's everything going. Like I'm still at work. <laughs> did, did I still have actual things to do. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, that was because I was there. Yeah. I think she and, called and when I was there. Because she confused her. I had to remind her that you were just getting the mail. Wait, wait, yeah, wait. Why did she think you were coming there? I don't know. Anyway, this is the portion of the podcast right in the beginning. You know, the most crucial uh, watch time hour. Well, we're just yeah, going to talk just... about our mother. We're going to complain yeah. about <laughs> an event about our mother. Um. Anyway. Hello, everybody. Hello, Eric. Hello, Sashwick Blaswell Parker. Hello, uh, Jay Mitchell. And hello to, uh, hold on, I saved it. Hello to GG in the chat, who's before the stream started said, he, uh, clickbait, he will talk about the Xbox in 523 and stop 615. The rest of the time, he will just be panhandling. <laughs> I guess talking about, uh, uh, the Switch Touch Pen, Crash and Smash, Tam Tam, Cyberpunk being delayed. That's all panhandling? I guess. All right, well, anyway. Uh, but a special hello to uh, AC, Jose Espinosa, Dark Type, uh, Blanket Six, Maduck, Todd Yates, J. Matson, JT Mitchell, and HWY61 for being members here on YouTube. I guess that's the panhandling part. Yeah. <laughs> uh and also just now Pokemon Pokemon Master 13 for the 4 months on Twitch. Subbed for 4 months. Still need to watch Will's new Batman video. So do the rest of you people here in the yeah, chat. Yeah. Get on that. All of you. It's your homework tonight. Thank you uh Pokemon Master. Uh anyway, we got a lot to talk about. I just talked about all the stuff we're going to talk about. First I'm thing we're going to talk about. I didn't think we had a lot to talk about this week, but apparently we do. That's the, felt, the thing felt is like a light week. When it's a light week, when there's not much going on, there's a lot when of everything going on. Yes, there's a lot of little things that happen. Yeah. And this week, oh wait, I, before we say anything, uh, like months ago, somebody suggested that we uh, make a playlist. Oh yes, a music playlist of all of our favorite music. So we finally did that. Uh, I only have it as a YouTube playlist right now. I haven't converted it to a Spotify playlist. And uh, that's going to be a little hard because a lot of these songs aren't on Spotify. Um, but it's in the description if you want uh, just some of our favorite music. Uh, yeah. It alternates uh, Bob, Will, Bob, Will, Bob, Will. So if you want to know <laughs> who uh, put it in there, 
I start it, and then it goes Will, and me, and then Will, all the way till the end. I was uh, gonna say, I, I was gonna suggest we don't tell anybody what uh, who picked what, and see if they can guess. Oh well, you know what? Once you get into the weeds, see if you can guess. Yeah, and then you'll the key will be you just follow along and see which one's which. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff in here. Yeah, it's mostly like uh, like rock. A lot of white guy stuff, but yeah, uh, a lot of white guy stuff. There's some Japanese stuff thrown in there. There's a yeah. lot of metal. I feel like Will was uh was leaning into the metal because well, he thought I was, I was gonna put in a lot of metal because I like a wide spectrum of rock music. So mm-hmm. I have like your emo with Weezer. I have your garage music with the Hives. Uh, I have metal with Unearth. I have you know classic rock with Aerosmith. You know I have uh bouncing souls for punk i got i got a lot in there i tried to i mean i I usually listen to full albums so basically everything that i put on here if you like it the album is just as good yeah and i i put my favorite tracks not the best tracks. so it's like it it's it if you know the bands uh, it might not be like your favorite one of the of, from the band, but it's mine. Also, so, also, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I completely forgot what I was gonna say, and I interrupted you for no reason. Well, my because I was gonna say my mentality was different. Um, uh, because when I was doing this, because it was a YouTube playlist initially, I tried to pick uh bands, not necessarily the best song, uh, but the best music video. From oh. To, to have a visual accompaniment with it. Oh, I didn't do that. That, that was just my mentality going into it. Um, certain songs, though, don't have music videos that I picked. Yeah. Uh, you'll uh, have to figure that out yourself. Also, YouTube is not the best if you're like just listening to it on your phone or something because yeah. uh, the volume drastically changes. Yeah. So hopefully next week I'll put it into a Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, uh there is definitely a lot of stuff on here that you've never heard before <laughs> yeah because uh even some of will's stuff i've never heard before so anyway now we can talk about finally the xbox series x has it been five is it exactly what gg said before oh no i deleted his message anyway uh he said 526 i don't know we'll see uh anyway yeah. Xbox Series X. Breaking news. (laughs) I can't believe it. We can see what the back looks like. Oh, my stars and garters. This is according to Polygon. After several weeks of speculation and reporting, we finally know what the back of the Xbox Series X looks like. Thanks to some images posted online. The first images of the Xbox Series X prototype were posted on NeoGAF by user Curry Panda. And if, you know, I read this before and I don't think they cited who it was, but I think they changed it and appears to show off all of the ports on the back of the upcoming system. The system includes, let's just look at it. Uh, you know what? It was better to just go to the NeoGAF post. Where is he? Curry Panda. Well, what ports does it have on the back? It has two USB-A ports. Um, an optical audio port, uh, an Ethernet port, an HDMI out port, a power port, and a mysterious rectangle port that nobody really knows what it's there for. Yeah, it looks like a compact flash port. That's what I thought too at first. I can't zoom in. It's what? It's freaking. 
terrible. Everything's horrible. Um, yeah, it looks like a freaking compact flash port. It, it, but, it, it, I mean, it's too small. My guess is that's um, that's for developers. Yeah, that's, that's what like, people are saying. Yeah, that's like something for developers to plug in, uh, like a like an alt, uh, external device, maybe like a diagnostics report or like a a peripheral tester, if you will. Uh, I don't, I doubt that's going to be on the final final version of uh, the One X. Uh, there's also this mysterious Xbox labeled port it just has the xbox logo above it and it's like an oval it's like a, it's a it's a it's like you oh, take a rectangle and you and in illustrator and you pow- up- that's the power port oh that's where you plug the ac oh that's very it. clearly a power power port you're yeah correct. Uh, uh i don't know why they put the xbox logo over it but yeah no, that's the power port yeah otherwise it has no power port so that's yeah. definitely the power port so yeah Ethernet, two regular USB A ports, uh, and only one HDMI. Yeah, so that's a notable thing because the Xbox One, all models of it have two HDMI ports, an in and an out. And that is a holdover from back when the Xbox One was originally going to be this uh, all in one entertainment uh, device, you know, so you can plug in your TV to it and it can record television. Uh, thank God they got rid of that. <laughs> I mean,. It's just useless. For most people, yes. I am surprised that they just flat out said, uh, we're not doing this anymore because all models of the Xbox One have it. Yeah, Not all models have the Kinect port, but all models have two HDMI ports. It's just not useful. Like I I know one person who's used it and otherwise, yeah, I don't, I don't know anybody who takes advantage of that. It, it, it's just not nobody's using that it, it, right. it's something that uh it, it was a good idea but nobody watches cable tv anymore how many people in the chat here actually watch cable tv how many people especially in the chat, none of us how many people in the chat used both hdmi ports true there's a lot I of know, ha- there's a lot of hair on this picture i do know that uh some people i mean i don't know if they still did this but they definitely did it in the beginning they would plug uh like their ps4 into the HDMI import. So this way they have like, you know, a bypass. Instead of plugging it into the TV, if they ran out of HDMI. That's true. Uh, Some people tried like streaming through the Xbox using that additional HDMI port. Yeah. Um, No, it doesn't work correctly. Uh, It also has an optical out. You use that, don't you? Uh, No, I don't. I don't think many people do. Uh, no, people I do. A, I think a, a very small percentage of people would. Um, it, it's good for specific audio uh, uses. Like if you have uh, a certain like, uh, well, the problem is because most stereo systems and you know surround sound systems now they use uh, HDMI ARC. Mm-hmm. So you just do that, and it all goes through an HDMI cable, and you can use uh, your TV remote to do volume for everything instead of a separate remote. But wouldn't you just? If you had this as part of your entertainment system, yeah, wouldn't you just have an optical from the TV go to your audio situation? It, it's different for every setup. Because I know okay. some people want to have their system plugged directly into the speakers, not go to the TV. Don't the speakers typically just have one optical situation? It depends on the speaker setup. Because that it, it's it's I think optical is weird. Optical... Audio I mean, out of a I've console, seen, I think is weird. I've seen uh, receivers that have like 10 HDMI ports. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, it's it all depends on what your setup is. Um, it also has this little Kingston. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, I think, so you can lock it. I think they all do now. I have the one X next to me. Yeah. Uh, it does not have that. Huh. Interesting. Well, that uh, if this is a developer unit, it's probably so they can lock it to their desk so that nobody steals True. it. True. That's a good point. Yeah. And this guy clearly stole it. And again, this is a developer unit. It says, uh, not for sale, uh, Xbox yeah. product name placeholder. <laughs> um, so, so I think this stuff could change. Yeah, no, it definitely could. But what's interesting is, uh, and it was on The Verge. I don't know if it's on here, but there's a serial number on like that barcode. Yeah, so whoever uh, did this is gonna is already caught. <laughs> well, not only that, but uh, they the the Verge typed it into Microsoft's uh, website to try mm -hmm. and find the product, and it registers. It doesn't say Xbox Series X, but it says uh, device found or something. Oh, interesting. Let me see if I can find exactly what it says. Uh, the prototype also has a port that is for diagnostic reporting, according to Thurut's brand Sams, who, uh, oh, Thurut's brand, Brad Sams. I guess Thurot is uh, a developer or something. Who confirmed the image's authenticity. Polygon has also reached out to Microsoft for a verification. Oh, Thorot is a is like a, a games media website. Right. Um, while the console is, of course, not available for sale yet, prototypes like this are often given to developers ahead of release so they can develop games for the hardware. There's no indication of who exactly posted these images, but the Xbox does have an easily identifiable serial number easily identifiable serial number and product ID, which means that Microsoft should have a good idea of where it came from. The new Xbox console is slated for the holidays this year because this version of the console is likely only a prototype. Everything about it could change before the final release. Update, a Microsoft spokesperson responded to Polygon which with the following statement. We're excited to share more. Oh, this is bull We're excited to share... Thanks more information on the xbox series x which will be our fastest most powerful console a bunch of pr nonsense um yeah so that's all we know we we gotta look at the back we know what ports it's gonna have or maybe it maybe it won't that yeah. weird looking like long one uh that could be a connect port something similar to that i thought the freaking power port was a connect port but i'm wrong about that yeah, no, it port. doesn't look like there's going to be a connect port on this thing. I mean, it could be that weird long one, or that could just be a diagnostic thing. Yeah. Which uh, some other a guy from Thorot said that it's a diagnostic thing. Uh, that large rectangle port in the middle is for diagnostic reporting, he says. Right. I don't expect that port to be on the final hardware, and as always, these ports could change. And yeah, the big thing on the top right there is for uh, venting, mm -hmm. ventilation or something. Were you looking something up? Yeah, I was looking up what it says when you type in the serial number. And I can't find it, so now I look like a liar. You are. Great. Will, Will was wrong. Look at that.
It, it happens. Xavier in the chat says, uh, my sound goes to my TV and that then optical to my stereo. I'm with you, Bob. I, I'm doing the same, the exact same thing. Well, listen, what I do is just HDMI. Whatever happens, happens. I have the worst audio setup in all of my situations. I'm, <laughs> I'm all about convenience. I use these little headphones because I just like in-ears. I have a cheap little mixer, which I need to upgrade because I'm getting like some weird buzzing and stuff out of my mixer. Uh, Dad is in the chat and he's being real annoying. What else is new? They were stalking me on the on the Find Me app. And they think I'm stuck somewhere in like Jamaica or something. I got my phone right here. If I lost my phone... There would be a lot more hell to pay than 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 this, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be tracking down that phone. I wouldn't be here doing this nonsense. Nope. It would just be the Will Wolf show, everybody. Yes. Um, uh. He says, "Mom's find my app, aka her stalker app." Says your phone is in Manhattan. I didn't even go to Manhattan. Ah, uh, no, at all. I didn't go. Wait. No, what? Actually, I did earlier today, but that's it for like a second. Anyway, uh, are we done with this? Is there any more info on this freaking? Uh... Uh, no, we're done. All I right. Mean, Sorry, yeah. GG, but we're going to move on from the Xbox Series X. I know we wanted yeah. a two hour long conversation about the back of the Xbox Series X. Oh, no, we're not done with the Xbox Series X. There's another story that I wanted to talk about. Oh. This is from like a week and a half ago, but we never talked about it. Um, Microsoft says that the Xbox Series X won't have exclusive first-party games at launch. Oh no, we did talk about this a little bit. Did we? Because I, uh, I think we did. Because I think I mentioned something about how uh, Halo Infinite—they're only going to make one version of Halo Infinite, and you can use it on any Xbox. Oh, we talked about this during the conversation of all the games coming out this year. Yes, but I wanted to talk about it since we're talking about the Xbox Series X. And yeah. Eric can lump it all into one clip on Wolf Den Clips. Okay. Um, this is like the box quote or the, or, or, or the headline. Uh, mm -hmm. all, quote, all of our games sort of like PC will play up and down that family of devices. Yeah. That's what they mean when they say that they don't have exclusive games at launch. Yes. Also, a lot of their games are going to also come out for the Xbox One at launch. Right. Well, there. It's just like I said. It's just going to be one version of the game. And you can play it on any version of the Xbox One that you have. Correct. So when you go buy Halo Infinite, you're just going to buy Halo Infinite. You don't have to look for a specific version of it. You just what? buy the one disc and put it in your Xbox of choice, and it'll work no matter what. Let's read the verge. Microsoft's yeah. upcoming next-gen console, the Xbox Series X, will break with tradition. But I don't think it's breaking with. That's the thing. A lot of old, a lot of games that come out at launch will come out for both generations. Well, it'll just be a crappy version on the old well, generation. It is breaking with tradition because the the next gen of consoles always has at least a handful of exclusive to that generation right. games. You're right. So, like the Xbox One launched with Rise, and that wasn't on anything else. You're right. Uh, 
We'll break with tradition by not launching with exclusive games only playable on the new hardware. Instead, Microsoft is leaning into the, its Xbox Play Anywhere strategy and full supporting backwards compatibility moving forward. According to Microsoft Studios head, Matt Booty. <laughs> <laughs> ha! His name should be Max. Who spoke with UK gaming site, MCV. Quote, over the, next two, over the next year, two years, all of our games, sort of like PC, will play up and down the, the that family of devices. Booty said. <laughs> I'm glad I put a butt in the title of this. We want to make sure that if someone invests in Xbox between now and Series X, that they feel that they made a good investment and that we're committed to them with uh, content. This does seem to imply that there will be a point at which new first-party Xbox games designed for the Series X won't run on the standard Xbox One, but that would appear to be a ways out after launch. Uh, yes, I, I would think so. I yeah. would agree with that. I, but yeah, that's just eventually my Xbox One X is going to be obsolete. Yes, it just, it, it's and just probably technology sooner works. than that, my one S will be obsolete. True. Uh, this isn't a dramatic departure from what Xbox, from what Microsoft has been hinting at for months. The company has said it plans to make all first-party games on Xbox playable on Windows 10 as part of its Xbox Play Anywhere initiative. Uh, blah blah blah. I think we know what they're getting at there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So this is new for this generation but i don't think it's that crazy of a thing like if you have a pc a lot of ex playstation has been saying for years that their games are exclusives when sometimes they come out for pc also yeah they well, just kind of like now because death stranding is coming to pc uh there's rumored that the last of us part two is going to come to pc yeah, well there was games like no man's sky was called a playstation exclusive and then they all right i'm, I'm talking more too. like um first party Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, it was a console exclusive on PlayStation. That's how they right. like hid the messaging. Yeah. Um, and plus Microsoft, if you plan it on a PC, you plan it on Microsoft. So it just yeah. makes sense for Microsoft to do that. Uh, but this goes along with um their recent strategy of you know embracing backwards compatibility and something that Phil Spencer said a few years ago, uh, that they wanted to make it if you buy a game for xbox you will be able to play it on xbox no matter what xbox you have mm -hmm. so like they started with the 360 games and they added original xbox games and now you know series x will of course be backwards compatible with all of that possibly more um and it'll just keep that trend going throughout the future i yeah that's that's gonna be their new that's their new thing i think at e3 yeah. this year we're gonna see uh a lot more about their play anywhere initiative where we're yeah. going to be playing yeah. their games across all devices. Yeah. Cause apparently X cloud is picking up uh, not to, not to use this phrase, but picking up steam because they're <laughs> adding a lot more games to the beta testing, um, including destiny two, which was a stadia exclusive. Can for I a while. play that? Can I play that? I think you have to sign up for like a, as a beta tester. Who, who's gonna let me log into their beta? I don't. Know. <laughs> I gotta try it. Compared yeah. to Stadia, I liked Stadia. I was the only. I know one. you did. Me and Nintendo were the only ones who liked Stadia. Yeah, because you were paid off by Google. 
Actually, um, he was though. I found he out was later. He really? Well, he says it in the video. It, it he did a, like a brand deal with Google Stadia. Oh. It's not like a. I'm not like breaking any news here. He yeah, legitimately yeah. did a brand deal. But I didn't get any money. I straight up just liked it. Right. And th- and that's I found out later. I was like, why does everybody think I was paid off by Google? I didn't. They didn't pay me anything. I just it just worked good. And turns out it's because he got like legitimately had a brand deal. So yeah. Uh, that's why everybody thought I got paid too, but I would yeah. freaking say it if I did. No, but apparently, uh, the people who have been playing XCloud say, are saying it is running better than Stadia was. I gotta, I gotta try XCloud because yeah. I mean I had a great experience with Stadia. So right, and I and I even tried to do it off of my f- my phone with a hotspot to make it crappy. Yeah, and it still ran good. So I don't. Know. I mean, it didn't look good. It was running at like 480p when I was doing it off yeah. my phone, but still, that's amazing. All right, now I'm gonna panhandle to read some donations and super chats. All right, before you do, real quick, I found what I was looking for. Oh, okay. So the per uh, so the person who like ha- took the Xbox. Oh no, sorry. Somebody responded to the person who was posting the picture of the of the Series X mm-hmm. and said that he registered the serial number on Microsoft. And it shows up as uh, the device's name, non-specific, non-specific. Ooh. So it recognizes the device, but it doesn't have the name in its database yet. So you know it's legit. So that's like the most confirmation we can get that it's legit. I wonder if dev kits do that. Like if you if you look up oh, a I'm dev sure. kit, if it says like non-specific or something like that. Well, I don't know. I think it might just be non-specific because they're not, you know, they haven't entered it. Because it's so early, they haven't entered it into their database yet. Right. But the fact that it's showing up anything at all is like just, I think, more confirmation that this is the real thing. Uh, okay. I'm reading yeah. Super Chats now. Yes, now you can read. Uh, Ashton Snap with $5 says, Hello, Wolf Den peoples. You are now a banana. Crap. I guess I should start eating bananas. Oh, that's a thing from that. Uh... It's, oh, oh it's, it's is it a Naruto thing? I am a banana. The oh, the, rejected? Yes, the Pop Tarts guy, <laughs> John Halstead, said with yeah. two dollars says, "I'm so happy Will knows on Earth." Uh, it's just really that one song from the Aqua Teen Hunger Force uh, soundtrack. It's a very, it's a very, good, it's a very good song. Uh, seven. With 70 czar. Yes. Says working late, so actually get to say hi to you guys live for once. Also, Bob, my mom said to tell you you're cute. Thanks, thanks, mom. And that she especially enjoys the way you say Mario. Thanks, Sevens mom. <laughs> How you doing? Uh Dingle. T625. Thank you for the Twitch Prime sub. And also our dad in the chat. Can we expect uh, no, shut up with that. Uh, ask your subscribers and loyal viewers if hashtag Wolf Den Dad should start a YouTube channel. Hashtag Wolf Den Dad. <laughs> he hashtags it twice. Uh, if he starts a YouTube channel, I think he should do financial advice for retirees and uh, and uh, vacation situations for retirees. I think he should try and live stream modern games. <laughs> I also think he should run for an office for real, but he doesn't <laughs> want to do that. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, I think I think the chat is receptive to uh, Wolfden Dad starting yeah. a YouTube channel. He could also do a, a political show, but uh, I don't think but, uh, any of you people would like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> My spoon is too big. That's what Randy Bear says in the chat. Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking of. My spoon is too big. I do voices. Can't you tell? Uh, all right, next. Nintendo's got a touchpad attachment coming to the Switch, according to a friggin' patent filing, which usually doesn't mean anything. Right. According to Nintendo Life, new Nintendo patent shows touchpad attachment for Switch Joy-Con. It looks like uh, the little, uh, what do you call that? Little wrist strap attachment? Yeah, that has is the that, does that have a name? <laughs> Rich strap attachment. Okay. Uh, with the little uh, L2 and R2 buttons, ZL yeah. and ZR buttons. Uh, it just, they just looks like they glued uh, uh, haptic touch, like stylus on the top. Yeah. Anyway, it says a newly published patent uh, for a newly published patent has been discovered, which shows a quote touch pen attachment for the Nintendo Switch Joy-Con. As spotted by Silicon Era, the patent reveals that uh, what especially appears to be a new design for the already existing Joy-Con strap, this time with an added stylus-like nib sticking out of the top. Uh, As you can see, the rest of the Joy-Con strap looks identical to those already available for the system and could have the ability to slide onto the Joy-Con itself as usual. Uh, the patent goes on to reveal some potential uses for the device, and this is where things get really interesting. Examples include an idea where the Joy-Con would be able to use HD rumble to vibrate in response to certain portions of the screen being touched, and another which shows how the controller's buttons can be used at the same time to affect the function of the stylus itself. So, like, maybe if you're drawing, you can, like, change colors and stuff. Or, like, the thickness of the pen. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Interestingly, this would suggest that you'd be able to use both the touchscreen and input buttons at the same time with the same hand. Something not yet possible with the console? Oh, yeah. Because, well, yeah, yeah. That just makes sense. Unless you have, like, your index finger sticking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, vibrates in response to objects being touched. It has a little picture of, like, them pressing boxes. Yeah. And one of the boxes is opened, and I guess it vibrates when it opens. Uh, there's another patent picture. Uh, inputs path with no button input. Path is displayed in thin line. Oh, just exactly what you said. You press the... What is that? The X button? Uh, and then path is displayed in a thick line yeah the patent was first published on the 16th of january but was filed back in june of last year uh, first published on the 16th of january but was filed of, in june of last year so nintendo had this idea in mind before the release of the recent standalone stylus it's worth pointing out that a patent is just that however while it would be cool to see this product hit the market one day it's not guaranteed and it may well never be seen or spoken of again time will tell uh i'm oh yeah so they they made the stylus it's still not available in america though for some reason i'm gonna say i'm gonna say their solution is to create this stupid attachment (laughs) (laughs) instead of just releasing a pen well 
I think this is on top of the pen. You know? Yeah. I think that this is something to do with brain age or brain training. I'm mm. sorry. Well, if it was, they would have released it in Japan. I think that this this was an idea for brain training uh-huh. that they just never followed through with. And they were just like, well, we might as well make the patent anyway. Or an idea that spun from brain training. Right. Because that's a game where you use the Joy-Con and you use a stylus. And then you do things, I guess, similarly to this one thing where you're opening the boxes. Yeah. But if this thing ever does come out, slim chances come to America. Because the stylus for Mario Maker didn't come to America. And the stylus they have now didn't come to America. And Dr. Kiwashima's, uh, Kiwashima's brain training yeah. did not come to America. So... Uh, fat chance that we here in the States will ever see this thing. When I first saw this, I thought it was just a stylus holder. Uh, yeah. You take the stylus out, but you know, I'm surprised that it's actually just a stylus that you attach to the Joy-Con. Yeah, are there, that that would be smarter. <laughs> I guess the inside of the uh, little Joy-Con strap needs to... It would need to be bigger. Yeah, it, yeah. It, there's some stuff in there. Yeah. I'm looking at the rest of the patent filings now. Yeah, it looks like the Joy-Con just... The Joy-Con are normal. Yeah. There's nothing different about the Joy-Con. Yeah. Um, But the stock... Yeah, this is just one of those freaking wrist strap things. Mm-hmm. Just with a nib glued on the top. It looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Movable. What is movable? I don't know what that is. I'm just looking through the patent filing now. Yeah, it looks exactly the same. Oh, here, oh, they show the inside. Hmm. And yeah, it's literally just a nib that is just sticking out the top. There's nothing yeah. that goes inside of the device. Yeah, everything else is exactly the same. So yeah, may- maybe there's something coming out that could use this. Uh, I think it's just one of those things where like, here's an idea. Okay, might as well file it. Yeah. Uh, Ryan says, oh, wow, this combination can actually add a ton of substance to the, quote, HD rumble, literally imitating real-life texture. Huh, mm. that's neat. That's true. I I always forget how, like, incredibly detailed the HD rumble is. Yeah. Because not, nobody uses it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, when you get a game or something that uses the HD rumble, you're like, wow, that's crazy. That feels like real life. Yeah. But... Nothing uses it. It's hard to develop for, I'd imagine. Yeah. I can't even remember the last time I a game used it. Have you ever felt it? Does I feel like the only game that came close was Mario Odyssey. You gotta feel one two switch. Yeah, that I know, like apparently that's, is like really good. That's the only thing I can think of that uses yeah. it to its full ability. I don't yeah. know if anybody knows any other games, let me know. But one, two, switch. It's got the little balls rolling around, and you got to mm-hmm. guess how many balls are in the box, and the box is the Joy-Con. Yeah. So you literally just hold the Joy-Con, you roll it, you roll it in your hand, and the balls move around. It feels like balls are moving around inside the Joy-Con, but yeah. there's no balls. It's just the HD rumble. And there's also like you, like they showed in the trailer for one, two, switch. You like, uh, oh no, that was the trailer for the switch. Yeah. Uh, it he's like clinking around a glass with ice in it. Yeah. It legit feels amazing. Yeah, yeah. Angel in the chat says, Picto Chat 2020. 
There you go. There you go. It's the little uh, DS situation. On a similar note, I was playing Jedi Fallen Order over the weekend, and I forget that there are rumble in the Xbox One controller triggers. Yes. And that game uses it a lot. <laughs> That's really cool for racing games. Yeah. Because then you can get, like, force feedback when you're, like, hitting the brake and stuff. Yeah. Oh, Rai, Rai Rai? Too real? In the chat, it says Mario Party uses it. I do think I remember that. Uh, and Zelda sure. uses it, but Zelda doesn't use it. Uh, yeah, I don't think... I mean, I feel like it would use it a lot, but I don't remember it feeling it all that much. Transfiguration says HD Rumble is lame. It's expensive tech that jacks up the price of the controllers, and it's not used. I... Yes, I I think that it's one of those weird things that uh, is it. I, you're correct. It, it it jacks up the price, and not a lot of people use it. Yeah. But it is cool to have when people use it. Not enough I, people are using it. I think the is third the, problem. the third party controllers that have rumble just have a basic rumble. They don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. They could make Joy-Con that don't have it that are cheaper. Maybe that'd be cool. Maybe well, lose the, some uh, features like Hori that. Like NFC one doesn't have it. Yeah, the Hori pad. Uh, yeah. the, the D-pad one doesn't. Uh, that barely has anything in it. Mm -hmm. I think Nintendo should just make cheaper Joy-Con. Yeah. Because the Joy-Con are insanely expensive for no reason. Like, mm -hmm. people barely use any of the stuff that's in it. Um. Okay. And that's that. We're getting a freaking... We might get yeah. a wrist strap that has a stylus. Hey, maybe then I'll use the wrist strap. I don't even know where mine are. They're just in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> Uh, next up. Oh, did I say T six two five? Thank you for the Twitch Prime sub. You did now. Thank you. Will Crash Bandicoot's come to Smash, and we have definitive proof. Okay. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. But anyway, Crash Bandicoot. This is a rumor is coming to, uh, as the as the sixth fighter. Uh, the sixth DLC fighter, according to the guy who leaked Byleth coming to Smash. Oh, we should mm. also talk about Byleth in Smash because that happened the day after Wolf Den Live last week. Yes. Anyway, I already forgot about it. Uh, the rumors are already starting to circle, circulate around uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate's next DLC fighters. Do they, do they ever stop? Says Nintendo Live. <laughs> Uh, and this time, Crash Bandicoot is the talk of the town. This supported leak comes... Why is it quoted? Comes from a Twitter user going by the name uh, Mandy Cannot, a seemingly new face in the ever-growing rumor scene who first posted on the platform in October last year. Back then, uh, they correctly suggested that Byleth would be the game's fifth DLC fighter ahead of time before noting that Crash would be fighter number six in another message on the very same day. What? This is some conspiracy level nonsense. Uh, combining the accuracy of the first post and perhaps the confidence of the second has now caused fans and several news outlets to take notice on the 20th of January just a couple of days ago, uh, Mandy Cannot said that they still believe Crash Bandicoot to be the sixth fighter, noting that they won't be sharing any more on the topic until the character is officially unveiled. Now, as always, we urge you to take this information with a with a pinch of salt. For all we know, uh, accurately predicting Byleth could have just 
been a lucky guess. Incidentally, we did mention the possibility of Crash being the next fighter pass in a recent video. I don't believe this. <laughs> you got to remember that Activision owns Crash Bandicoot and they've been very weird with the license. Yes. Like it's a miracle we got the the insane trilogy and I think that's only because Sony got involved. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because otherwise like Crash didn't show up in um PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, which would have made more sense. That would have made a lot of <laughs> that. He he needs to be in that. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why a lot of people didn't buy that game. Because um, it's a joke also, without him. Was Spyro in it? No. Then it's which then, also owned by Activision. Then it's a joke. Neither, neither one of those games were on the PlayStation Classic. Again, you know, I think people didn't buy that because Crash and Spyro weren't on it. Yeah, that's a big deal. I... I don't know. I don't think Activision is going to uh, is going to allow it. I think unless Nintendo forks over an obscene amount of money, it's not going to be worth it for them. So, Mandy cannot hit their first tweet was Byleth is the fifth spider fighter is the is fighter 5 in the uh first challenger pack. That was the their first their tweet. first tweet ever. First tweet ever and it was in October of last year. Wow. Uh, and then the same day, Crash comes directly after the first challenger pack. Wink face. Um, sorry, it wasn't on screen. Now it's on screen. Um, I think it, like, I think that they have a, they know, well, actually, I think Sakurai said he knows, they already know what the next five fighters are going to be. They're yeah. already laid out. I don't know if the order is laid out, though. You know, they could move Crash to the second fighter. Yeah. Uh, Verge says Fighter 5 isn't one character is the easiest thing to say. Uh, well, it's... Uh, technically, because... It, uh, it's a male and female version. That's still yeah. one person, though. So I don't... I think that this person probably made a bunch of accounts and just said random characters... And one of them happens to be right. That's what I think. I mean, that that's a hell of a guess because who who was thinking Byleth from Fire Emblem? I'll tell you exactly who will. Sakurai? Uh, no. Uh the the Japanese most wanted uh Smash Brothers characters. Really? So a long time ago, there was a list of the most requested characters in Smash Brothers. Uh-huh. This list was compiled based on uh, the the top replies to Smash Brothers tweets on the Nintendo account, the Nintendo yeah. J- Japanese Twitter account, the Nintendo America Twitter account, the Nintendo UK Twitter accounts. Um, so Nintendo Japan number five most requested was Byleth. The problem with this list is that it includes memes. Because it's people like joking. Yeah. Like when when uh Nintendo tweets out like, Oh, we have an announcement for the fifth fighter, people come in and then they say, Oh, I hope it's uh freaking Goku and then that would count towards the list. Yeah. Um so in Japan we have Lloyd from what? Do you know what he's from? I have no idea. 
You look that up. All Number right. two, Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Number three, Dante. Number four, Mon- a Monster Hunter, just a random one, which I had a lot of money that one of the five fighters was going to be a Monster Hunter character, and that hasn't happened yet. Uh, number five is Violet. This is all a f- most requested in Japan. Number six, Arle Nadja. You're going to have to look that one up, too. Uh, Give me a second. Number seven, Gundam. Number eight, uh, Raiden. Number nine, Sephiroth. And number 10 is 2B. Lloyd is uh, Lloyd Irving from Tales of Symphonia. Oh, interesting. And who's the other one? Arle Nadja. Anyway, number top three most requested in America is Sora, Crash, and Shante. And in the UK, it's Sora, Steve, and Crash. Uh, so Arle is from uh, is the main protagonist from the early Puyo Puyo games. Oh, that now she looks familiar. Yeah. Um, well, yes. So Sora is number one in two regions and number two in Japan. Correct. Why didn't? Why wasn't it Sora? <laughs> Why wasn't the fighter pass Sora? Or why wasn't the guest Sora? Why all of it? <laughs> <laughs> I think Sora is uh, a, a a good bet. Yeah, I think Sora is is if you're gonna bet on one, Sora is one to bet on. Yeah, I mean um, maybe because Kingdom Hearts has never appeared on a Nintendo. Oh, that's not true because all the Game Boy games. I think. Uh, this person probably has an account, a Twitter account somewhere that says Sora on it. Yeah. Uh, somebody who's uh, better at uh, doing like uh, like little searches across Twitter mm-hmm. should take the syntax of this tweet and just replace Byleth with anybody else on this list and yeah. see uh, if you can find a match. But yeah, so I don't know if I buy this. I think it's interesting that Crash Bandicoot is not on the Japanese list at all. Japan is not requesting Crash. Well, I don't know if Crash was ever a hit in Japan. Yeah, I want to know if that if because that's weird. Yeah, I mean it was made by a Naughty Dog is American, right? Yes. Yeah. So they made it. Yeah. That might be why it never like worked as a mascot for Sony. Well, it, it worked like, in America. People yeah, still think Crash Bandicoot is the mascot for they Sony. They think it is, but it never really like officially was. Right. It was always just like the it was kind of the face, but Sony like kind of like didn't want it that way. Yeah. It was weird. We always saw it as the face, but there was some weird behind the scenes where they were like kind of hands off. They were like, we don't need a mascot. Yeah. I think Sony tried to have a mascot. In the very beginning. and then... It was Mr. Polygon. Uh, who is the what... boss of PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Yes. they tr- Yeah, I don't know what their deal was. They should have just freaking uh. made it crash. And then they sold the Activision and ruined everything. Yeah. So anyway, that's where I think this freaking guy guessed Byleth. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about Byleth. Well, before we do. I'm... Okay. On this topic, uh, this came out today. And I didn't put in the key because I didn't know we were going to talk about Smash. But um, Metro, the the, uh, the website Metro, mm-hmm. interviewed uh, its software's Marty Stratton about Doom Slayer coming to Smash. Yes. And let me just read what they said. Uh, 
Metro said, what about rumors of Doom Slayer being in Smash Brothers? Do you think it could ever happen? Stranton says, I don't know. We've asked them. <laughs> and then he elaborates. Uh, I don't even know who talked to who, but we've uh, ban- but we've bantered with them. We have a great relationship with them through bringing Doom 2016 to Switch and all that kind of stuff. So we have great people over there. But it's one of those things where it's like, wouldn't it be cool? But it's never gone anywhere serious. So we'll see. So uh, I think that's confirmation that it's definitely not happening. Probably. I mean, it sounds like it didn't go anywhere besides them literally just saying, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if doom doom slayer was in smash? Ha ha ha. That's funny. You can't have him chainsawing Mario. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I, it, it, they already know what the next five fighters are going to be. Yeah. Or six. I think there's six in the next five. Six, yeah. Um, well, I think they already no. Yeah, I think I think Sakurai said they already know what the next fighters are going to be. Mm-hmm. So that includes the sixth one, whatever. I don't. Yeah, I think they already figured it out. I don't think that. I think that means if he doesn't know, if if he's been joking around about Doom Slayer, that means Doom Slayer is not not it. Unless this is to throw us off the scent, and Doom Slayer is coming to Switch. That's uh, also possible. That is also possible because I feel like of all like the the m-rated western uh people who characters who could be in this game doom slayer has the highest uh potential to be in the game you're right because... he he is the sixth most requested in the u.s and the fifth in the uk he, he is, is probably he's the most iconic he's been around the longest uh he's on the switch and he came on the switch in a big way mm-hmm. so it, it makes sense Probably won't happen, but we'll probably see Dante in Smash uh, sooner than we will Doom Slayer. Yeah, I think Dante makes sense. Mm-hmm. Dante was not requested. He's not one of the top 10 in the US or the UK, which I think is interesting. Oh, no, I'm well, sorry. According he, to that chart, you know, the day before the announcement, all of a sudden everybody wanted Dante. Well, I'm, I'm lying. He's number nine in the UK. He's not on the US one at all. Right. Um, Another thing that somebody brought up was that uh gino isn't on the um american uh, he's not on the japanese list he's on the american list yeah and they brought up that i think super mario rpg didn't even come out in the uk but it's he's number six hmm you gotta look that up for me because i'm just going by what a random person on twitter said um but gino's only on the american list because of the memes one person years ago was like, Gino for Smash. And then everybody just piled on. I was like, yeah, we got, that sounds like a great idea. I love Super Mario RPG. This random It was not was released in Europe. So the UK has it on their list just because they're English speaking and get the memes. Huh. So that's why this list, you got to take it with a little bit. Yeah. You know, a little bit of grain of salt. What is weird is that Rayman is on the UK list and he's not on the American one at all. It didn't come. Super Mario RPG did not come to Europe until August twenty second, two thousand and eight, on the Wii Virtual Console. That's crazy. That is very interesting. Yeah. Um. Oh, I wanted to talk about Byleth. Can we talk about Byleth now? Yes, we can talk about Byleth now. Byleth and Smash. But so, first, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. I. So, I definitely did not want another Fire Emblem character. <laughs> 
but that's what we got. That I think it was a very poor choice for the fifth DLC fighter. It should have been maybe the fourth one. Yeah. Save Banjo for the last one. Save somebody who's like uh like a ace in the hole. Yeah. Like one. if if it's the last one, it's supposed to be like the big one. Yeah. Like Banjo would have been better, Joker would have been better. Yeah. Um so I I'm not happy that's a Fire Emblem character. However, I think he looks like a really good character. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm excited to play him or her. Uh, I've I've been playing a, a decent amount of Roy, and I like him. Mm-hmm. So if he plays anything like Roy, I will be happy. Uh, if he plays, I, I I saw some people like trying to break down the character. They say he's slow and um, uh, his moves are like slow but really powerful. I don't know if I buy that. I I think you have to actually play him. Yeah. They're saying he's like heavy. I I feel like I gotta play him in order to feel it out. You know, mm-hmm. I only play Captain Falcon. I think Roy plays very similarly to Captain Falcon, and that's why I like Roy. So I'm only gonna be able to play Byleth if he's anything like those two. And right. if he's nothing, if he's not the same sort of speed, then I'm then I I'm out. Um. So I'm excited to try it out. I'm not happy that it's a, a Fire Emblem character, but I'm excited to try it out. His moves seem really cool. Uh, he's got like... He's, they, they show it in the trailer. He's got this super powerful Falcon Punch type move Yeah. that beats out a Falcon Punch. And they show it in the trailer beating out a Falcon Punch. And I'm like, you're just making Captain Falcon worse now. Yeah. You're showing how he's obsolete. Um. But no, I'm I'm excited to try it out. And he's got a ranged weapon. He's got a freaking uh, uh, bow. So if I can use him at all, that would be great because I don't have any ranged characters in my in my toolkit. Yeah. Uh, AJ already says, yeah, I think Byleth is mid tier. <laughs> he's already putting him in a tier tier list. Um. Also, it it there are more Mario characters. Than there are Fire Emblem characters. Yeah, I think you tweeted that out, and that surprised me. Yeah, because so, you hear so much about the Fire Emblem characters, and it's a lot of Fire Emblem characters, especially for a series that you know doesn't have as big of a presence here as it does in Japan. So somebody tweeted back to me and said, "Well, Yoshi doesn't count because he's part of his own game, and Wario doesn't count because he's also part of his own game." And uh, then I double checked. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. But that's not how I counted. (laughs) So that's two other characters that are part of the Mario thing that technically aren't. So if you go to the Smash Brothers website and look at the roster, which Smash Brothers website is gorgeous, by the way. (laughs) They have a really nice laid out website. And you can look at their roster there. And if you click on any of the Mario characters, like for example, Piranha Plant, They'll tell you the ones from the Super Mario series. You got Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, Bowser, Dr. Mario, Rosalina, and Luma, Bowser Jr., and Piranha Plant. So Yoshi and Wario aren't even part of the Super Mario Bros. series. (laughs) But they should be. Yeah, because they both debuted in Mario games. For Fire Emblem, there's only eight, whereas there's technically nine in in Mario, but also technically 11. Mm Mm-hmm. Fire Emblem, you got Marth, Lucina, Roy, Krom, Ike, Robin, Corrin, and Byleth. And I think there's just as many Pokemon. 
you got Pikachu, Jigglypuff, Pichu, Mewtwo, Pokemon Trainer, which is three characters in one, Lucario, Greninja, and Incineroar. I think the only problem, the only, the only, the reason people are mad that there's so many Fire Emblem characters is that a lot of them play the same. Yeah, because they're all sword characters. They're all sword fighters, and a lot of them are like clones yeah. of each other with like slight tweaks. They're mm-hmm. all humanoid. Yeah. Uh, and they released one as the fifth DLC in a fighter pass, <laughs> which should have been reserved for like an ace in the hole. Yeah. But unfortunately, it wasn't, and now it looks super underwhelming. So that's my thoughts on Byleth and Smash, in case anybody ever wanted to know. I know nobody asked, but here I am talking about it. Yeah, uh, I don't really care. Yeah, you barely uh, play any Smash. Uh, well, I am surprised that they went with another Fire... I thought they were running out of Fire Emblem characters, honestly. I didn't know there were that many named Fire Emblem characters. Um, it would have been cool for it to be somebody else. Um, but we're getting six more characters anyway, so... As long yeah. as they're not all Fire Emblem characters... I think that uh, the fifth fighter was originally somebody else. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, we're going to do six more. So let's just throw Byleth out there now. Yeah. Save it. Save the the ace in the hole for the first one of the next fighter pass. Um, Anyway. uh, Somebody in the chat. Little Link Rocks says, do you guys still do hashtag Wolfden Live on Twitter? Yes, but the cutoff is in two minutes. I think yeah. f- we Fred pulls them for us, and I think he stops doing it around 9 o'clock, and you got two minutes to make that cutoff. So hashtag Wolfden Live with your questions or comments. And we only read a couple now because we get a lot of them. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Um. Anyway, that's it for Smash. Yes. Uh, we got a lot more to talk about. Yeah. I don't want to talk about Temtem. <laughs> okay, so we won't. No, we are, though. Ah, why? So Temtem is the Pokemon knockoff that is an MMO. Yes. And it has become insanely popular for some reason. Because it's a Pokemon knockoff that's also an MMO. The game everybody wants Nintendo to make, but we know they're not going to make it. So, I think that it's only popular because everybody hates Pokemon right now. Right. Everybody's mad at the Pokemon company for Mm -hmm. the Dex controversy and some other dumb stuff about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, I think that had everybody been happy with Pokemon Sword and Shield... Everybody would write this off as a knockoff game. Like one of those cheap mobile games that tries to knock off Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, but they, I think they lucked out. And because of the whole Dex controversy, their people are ready to jump ship and will attach themselves to this. But anyway, according to uh, Polygon, uh, Pokemon-inspired MMO Temtem has popular but shaky launch. Uh, Pokemon fans have long asserted that a massively multiplayer take on the franchise would basically print money. With monster collecting game Temtem's release on Tuesday, it seems that the concept as a whole is a winner. Unfortunately, however, the cheery MMO can't seem to handle the attention. 
Day one was plagued with issues for Temtem. I tried logging on multiple times yesterday to no avail. I couldn't even connect to the servers. Once I actually got in, queue lines were looking, uh, queue lines were long. And once that wait was over, I loaded into an extremely laggy world only to be kicked back out after about 10 minutes. I guess this was on launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, this morning, the queue was significantly better and I got in after a few minutes, but I still lost connection to the server fairly quickly. I haven't been able to get my starter Tem yet, though I did make a very cute protagonist. The developer Crema uh, has been hard at work trying to resolve all the issues players are facing. Could you look up Crema and see what else they've done? Uh, with multiple builds going live since launch. Crema has been com- uh, communicative about all of this via Twitter to the degree that if you read the developer's timeline, you get an eye-popping number of updates regarding what is being fixed. Sometimes these communications read comically as fixes to the f- to the fixes are set live, rolled back, and then smoothed over anew. I'm getting lists for everything that isn't a developer company for Crema. Well, I mean, look up who developed Temtem. I, I'm, I'm trying, but I'm getting uh, Crema is a dairy, dairy product uh, in Mexico. Or Crema is a thin layer of foam at the top of a cup of espresso. I mean, we'll settle for a recipe if you want. Hold on. Anyway, play Temtem tweeted, we're restarting the server, but we've de- detected an uh, issue in the hotfix. Hotfix for the hotfix coming soon. <laughs> they also tweeted, we also ordered some food so the dev team has their mind focused on the hotfix and not on being hungry. I, that's a little too much information. We wanted burritos, but the place was closed. <laughs> that's a tweet that they said. I'm going to like that tweet. That's a good tweet. I like these guys all of a sudden. I'm, I'm coming back around on <laughs> Temtem. Okay, I got... I'm on their website. Oh! Uh, they made Immortal Redneck, which I have. Oh, oh! I think they sent us a code for it. That's the <laughs> is that the last game they made? Uh, yeah, I played a little bit about that. It's um, uh, it's too fast. Too fast? The it it the got the your character moves too quickly. You know, it's like one of those old school uh, FPSs. It's like supposed Duke to be Mo- like Serious Sam, I think. Yeah. Um, and. It, it's very much like Serious Sam, and Serious Sam moves very fast, but that's okay on a computer, not how, on two Joy-Cons. How does it feel? Like, is it polished? Does it feel like uh, it's well-made? It's been a while since I played it. I, I, I think did, it was Did your polished... brain say shovelware when you when you played it? No, it, did, it, it didn't feel like shovelware. Okay, that's good. No, it didn't feel like shovelware. Um, it probably could have used a little bit more development time or patching, um, but it wasn't broken. Okay. Um, they also made Drift Punk, uh, Mobs for Ratu, and that's it. On January 22nd, Temtem tweeted, Okay, we should go to sleep now. Game is mostly stable. We will be pushing fixes later in the day. Where are they from, by the way? Uh, Spain, Madrid, Spain. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you all so much for bearing with us. Love you to the moon and back. Does it also say in your little thing how many people work there or like how big the company is? Because I'd imagine uh, this is a very small I actually small just clicked on their about section. Uh, if you want to help us and you have time, don't forget to post a review on Steam. Also, how many... What What uh, consoles is this 
game for? I know it's on PC, so it's for Steam. I thought it was for PlayStation and Xbox. Is it only on Steam? It might only be on Steam. For what? PlayTemTem.com. Oh, Temtem? Yeah. Uh, let me check. There, there are 19 people who are on the Abouts page on the Crema website. So I'd imagine they're a pretty small company. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Temtem is currently only on PC. Okay. Through Steam. Uh, Immortal Redneck is on Steam, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, Humble, and GOG.com. So, all right. So it's only on PC. Yeah. That's another reason I'm not going to be playing it. <laughs> I hate playing games on PC. Unless I have to. And I feel like I don't have to. Temtem, to me, like... I like Pokemon because of the Pokemon. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. They're amazing character designs, even though, like, you know, one of them is a literal pile of garbage. (laughs) Like, we can make memes about the ones that are bad. Mm -hmm. But there's so many, and a majority of them are really good. Yes. Uh, The world is really good. It just makes me want to be there, you know? The gameplay isn't anything, like, insanely revolutionary. It's just a turn-based game. Um, but it's, the world is really cool. It's fun being in the, like, it makes the battles fun because of the Dynamaxing. The end game in Sword and Shield gets really epic and it's really cool. Um, that's why I like Pokemon. It's because of the smoke and mirrors that are put on top of the game. It's not necessarily the mechanics. It's the, it's the way the game looks and feels. Yeah. Um, Temtem doesn't look like that. It looks like a knockoff of Pokemon. So why wouldn't I yeah. just play Pokemon? You know? And that's that's my feeling on Temtem is that I like Pokemon because of the Pokemon and this is Pokemon without the Pokemon. So. And then there was another article here that says, this Pokemon-inspired MMO should be a full-fledged anime. And I want to know where they're getting this thought from. Did my screen freeze? Okay. Okay. It's freaking out. Uh, Today, Monster Collecting MMO Temptem, this is also from Polygon, is out in early access. And to celebrate, the developers have reached uh, released footage of the anime intro that greets players at the start of the game. It's fantastic. I can totally see this being a show. I have not seen this. I guess I should watch this. Oh, it's just a one minute long like intro of the game world. Oh, so it was probably just such a good introduction that the the writer of this article thinks that Temtem should get their own anime series. That's that's what it is. I bet you the music is good, but I'm not going to play it. Yeah, because we got in trouble last week. Thanks, Bandai. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to start the stream by saying this this stream is not sponsored. It is has been acquired by Bandai. Bandai owns a, they, 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 uh, what do they call that? Uh, a hostile takeover. Yeah. They've done a hostile takeover of this podcast because they, they struck our last week's video for just playing the trailer. Yeah. So technically Temtem could do that now because I'm playing their entire trailer. I guess I should stop that. Um, anyway, that looks cool. It's still not going to make me want to play it. Um, also, I played Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and you know what? It's awesome. Really? <laughs> yeah, I really like it. I'm, I think I'm gonna play more of it. Nice. That's why I have it right here. I haven't taken down my Xbox yet because uh, nice. 
I'm actually enjoying Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. You know why? Because I watched a little of the anime back in the day. Um, and this is like around when I was watching it. Yeah, like, isn't it, it like pretty much um, the Frieza through the Cell Saga and then like whatever the hell comes after well, that? Well, I only watched the Frieza and the Cell Saga and I don't even think I finished yeah. the Cell Saga. This, no, because freaking Goku fights Cell and then Gohan fights Cell and then Goku fights Cell again <laughs> and kills Cell, but then Cell still comes back. And it's like 20 episodes in the same pit. So, so this is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and I'm pretty sure it covers all of Dragon Ball Z. I don't know how far into Dragon Ball Z it goes, but it starts, I think, where Dragon Ball Z starts. So right in the beginning, I'm playing stuff that I've heard only heard of right. and maybe seen one or two episodes of. Like, like Vegeta's not there. The, the first Saiyan comes down. Goku just figures out he's a he's a Saiyan. He just yeah. figures out he's Superman. So th this is the beginning of the Dragon Ball Z series. So it's really cool to play that because I've never watched that early on into the series. And then when I get to the Frieza and Cell stuff, I feel like I'll enjoy that because I'll remember that. Um, so I think it's worth playing. It's a fun little game. Nice. Um. Anyway, we were talking about Temtem. Uh, I'm crapping all over Temtem because uh, it's just it's just a Pokemon knockoff, and everybody yeah. wants it because they don't like Pokemon right now. Uh, if you, listen, if you've always wanted Pokemon to be an MMO, and you're cool with uh, if you're cool with playing a game that is not Pokemon because you just enjoy the mechanics of Pokemon, go nuts. I'm sure you'll have a really good time because everybody's saying it's a great game. Yeah, it's got good Steam reviews. It looks um, like it is going to come to Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. I'll, listen, I'll try it out when it comes to Switch. Uh, but I'm having a lot of fun in Pokemon. Yeah. And Pokemon has freaking the wild area with uh, raid battles, and that feels like an MMO. So, I'm like, I'm getting my fix already, you know? But mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll give Temtem a try when it comes out. I like the developer now. They seem like uh, they, they're tugging at my heartstrings. They like burritos, too. They're just like us. Yeah. All right. What else do we got? We'll plow right. through some more. Plow through this real quick. Oh, you did this. You put yes. this here. So on... When was it? Thursday, the day after we... Last week's Wolfden Live, uh, CD Projekt Red announced that they were, uh, unfortunately, delaying Cyberpunk 2077... Uh, the new launch date is now September 17th, 2020. Uh, they posted a update on their Twitter account. We have important news regarding Cyberpunk 2077's release date. We'd like to share with you. Cyberpunk won't make its April release window and we're moving the launch date to September 17th, 2020. Uh, we are currently at a stage where the game is complete and playable, but there is still work to be done. Night City is massive, full of stories, content, and places to visit, but due to the sheer scale and complexity of it all, we need more time to finish playtesting, fixing, and polishing. We want Cyberpunk 2077 to be our crowning achievement for this generation, and postponing launch will give us the precious months we need to make the game perfect. Expect more regular updates on progress as we get closer to the new release date. We're looking forward to seeing you in Night City. Thank you for your ongoing support. Uh, that was the same day something else got delayed. 
Final Fantasy Seven. Avengers. No, it Avengers. Event. It's the same release window as Avengers now. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was like within that week because I think what it, we talked about upcoming games last week, right? Yeah, but we already knew Avengers was delayed. We knew Avengers and uh, Final Fantasy, and then like a few days later after the show. Oh, because okay, so yeah, it was originally coming out the week after Final Fantasy. Yes. And then it got pushed back to where Avengers got pushed back? Around then, yeah. Okay. This is good news because March was packed. Yeah. Um, and that's when it was coming out, right? Am I making that up? April. It's coming out in April. Oh, okay. It was coming out around my birthday. Now it's coming out around your birthday. Okay, that's fine. Um, I know there was talks that um, one of the reasons why it got pushed was because it wasn't running very well on Xbox One or PS4. Mm-hmm. So now there's rumor that it might be a next gen game. I don't I... necessarily think that's true because uh, Corey Balrog, uh, who works at Sony, said this: most games before they get released do not run well. Yeah, on the system they're being developed for. So this is probably still going to be a PS4, Xbox One title. They just they need that extra time to make sure it runs properly on it. Like they said in their announcement, the game is done, but. It's probably like crashing and slow and jittery. So I always thought this was going to be a next gen title. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting now. It's going to come out very closely to the next gen consoles. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a next gen uh, release, but it's like, that's such a weird time to release a, a big budget game like this. Yeah. So close to the new consoles. Well, I mean... On a previous-gen console. It's probably, you know, meant to be CD Projekt Red's last big game for this current generation. Right. But also, too, as we just talked about, Series X is going to work with all Xbox One games. And from what we know, PS5 is going to be backwards compatible with PS4. So it doesn't really matter. You can still get this game and enjoy it on your new system. And if anything, it'll probably run better on the new system. Yeah, so... And it's not like... I mean, they're already going to need like high-resolution texture packs for the Xbox One X and the PlayStation 4 Pro. Mm-hmm. So if you're playing it on your PS5 or your Xbox One... Um, or your Xbox Series X, uh, it'll play just like the Pro versions. And I feel yeah. like that's probably going to be enough for most people. The game's going to be beautiful no matter what. Yeah. It's a freaking CD Projekt Red game. We know it's going to yeah. be at least good. Yeah. <laughs> at the bare minimum, it's going to be good. Yes. Um. So there's the news of the delay. Mm-hmm. And it was thought that, okay, they're going to delay the game. At least this means they'll have time to work on it and they won't have to go through crunch. Mm-hmm. However, Uh-oh. Um. In, an, in a call with investors on Thursday, CD Projekt Red's... Uh, Chief Executive admitted that development crunch will still be necessary as CD Projekt Red brings this project to term. Adam Kitsinski, the uh, Chief Executive, answered an investor saying, is the development team required to put in crunch hours? To some degree, yes, to be honest. Uh, Kitsinski went on to say that we try to limit crunch as much as possible, but it is the final stage. We try to be reasonable in this regard, but yes, unfortunately. 
Uh, it somewhat fades the idea that this is another five months to polish up an otherwise finished game, and instead means the developer needs five extra months of full-on development to deliver something worth worth a launch. What CD Projekt Red has on hand now is playable the whole game, Kaczynski said, adding that it's been like that for a couple of months. Still asked to describe what uh, what the trouble was causing the delay, he attributed to technical bug fixing and polishing. That said, the game is so detailed that polishing is such a complex task. It's about the number of things we have to take care of rather than some fundamental problem. Uh, so they're still going to have to put in a lot of extra hours, unnecessary hours, in order to get this game out the door. Um, I know crunch uh, is a big talking point in the games industry right now. Uh, most AAA games, especially Western developed games, go through some sort of crunch time where the developers have to put in extra hours, work nights and weekends in order to make sure the game makes its release date. Um, the mentality, at least amongst fans and journalists, was if they delayed a game, that uh, alleviates the amount of extra nights and weekends they have to put in. And yet here we have the chief executive of CD Projekt Red saying that's not the case. We got Black Rhythm in the chat saying, how can you delay a game and still have crunch? Delay it until after the new consoles then. Um, the, so I thought the same thing. I was like, because somebody tweeted something like, game delays mean more crunch. And I was like, that doesn't make any freaking sense. But then it was explained that like, um, there's already crunch before the release of the game. Mm -hmm. Then when you're that close to release, and you delay it another few months, you're just prolonging that crunch. It's not like the crunch goes away. Um, they're still going to have to... Because you're in the final hours, and then you're like, we can't do this, we need to push it. You yeah. just push the final hours. Now the final hours are like three months long. Yeah. You know? Or however long, I don't even know. April to September. Um, yeah, so you're, you're literally just taking the crunch and stretching it out instead of... Uh, uh, there's just you're just adding more hours and they're yeah. all crunch hours you yeah know? especially when you know release dates you know th they want to get the game out on release date because that's what they told their investors that's when everybody expected to start making money mm -hmm. you delay that you know you delay the opportunity for investors and the company as a whole to make money that's why there's crunch to begin with to make sure it gets out the door in time to hit all your sales quotas. D delays are a really hard thing for developers yeah. and more so publishers because the publishers yeah. are the ones who are doing all the advertising and stuff. You're don't you're there's already all of these plans in place and now you got to move all of them, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's a big problem for probably publishers the most. Um, well, it's a big problem financially for, the publishers, it's a big problem physically and mentally for the developers who have to put in the extra hours. I think any creative field, you're going to have crunch just because people are so passionate about what they're making and they, right. they want it to be really good that in the final hours, you want to throw in those extra hours. You want it to be super polished because you really, this is your work. This is what you're good at. This is your art. You want it to be good. And there's plenty of developers who willingly crunch. They want their stuff to be, they want their artwork to be the best that it possibly can. Yeah. And there's plenty that do it uh, unwillingly. 
like there's there's a problem in the games industry where people are like kind of forced to or at least peer pressured into yeah. doing the crunch and like yeah. crunch becomes like this thing like oh man i stayed up for four days last week like it becomes like a cool thing amongst like their peers yeah and they're like look at will over there he's not uh he didn't stay up for four days he's got to work harder you know uh, yeah but, jokes on you i was up till one in the morning finishing my video that's that's a problem yeah that's yeah ask any youtuber that's crunch well no i'm saying the problem is the peer pressure yeah that's the bad crunch yeah I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if somebody wants to put in those extra hours and make yeah. sure that make sure that what they're working on is the best that it could be. Because yeah. again, ask any YouTuber; they're staying up the whole night before that video is going live. There, but We've all a, been there. Yeah, but that that's important to remember. There's a difference between putting in like you know nights and weekends, like say for a week, versus doing that for five months on end. How about your whole big, life, Will? Yeah, and I there's mean. a big difference between doing that because you want to and you feel passionate and you believe in the product versus somebody telling you, well, if you don't, then maybe just don't come into work at all. That That's the where the problem is. Yeah. The problem is uh, the, the whole mentality that it's necessary Yeah, and that uh, the people who want, who don't want to do it have to do it. I like, forgot where like, I saw it, but somebody said like one developer will like make a game out of it. Where like if you didn't stay, you know, like if you stayed like for extra hours, you'd get like points towards like a gift or whatever. I mean, even at my freaking job at like GameStop, I used to stay late to do stuff, you know, just yeah. because I wanted to be a, I wanted to do a good job, and I wasn't yeah. like if if people found out that I did that, I would have gotten fired for working yeah. off hours, you know. Um, some people just like to work and there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there's a lot wrong with being pressured or forced into doing it when you don't want to do it. And right. that's where the problem with crunch is. I don't think crunch is necessarily the evil. I think it's the mentality that it's like, uh, I think, I think the culture around it makes it evil. Yeah. Um, and with that said, I'm still going to stay up all night making my videos every goddamn oh, week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this week was rough. This week was real rough. So I was, I was doing that stupid uh, Pocket Go video yeah. that I unboxed here like two weeks ago. Um, and I started really early and I was like, I'm on track to actually sleep tonight. And it turns out I started doing the B-roll at like four in the morning. And I had everything that I needed to film. I was like, all I got to do is the B-roll. I started filming the B-roll. Couldn't turn the thing on. I was like, what happened? Turns out it died. It wasn't charged. Yeah. So I plugged it into uh, the Nintendo Switch charger that I used before uh, for 10 minutes, and it still wouldn't turn on. Then I realized the Nintendo Switch charger never worked. <laughs> it was just in my brain. So I... Uh, well, no, I didn't realize it right away. I plugged it into... It says in the manual it needs two to three hours to charge mm -hmm. before it can even turn on. So I plugged it into the switch charger, set an alarm for two hours, and went to sleep. When I woke up, I looked at it, still wouldn't turn on. Then I realized the Nintendo Switch charger never worked. It needed its own USB-C cable, the one that came mm -hmm. in the box. I plugged that in, the light turned on. I was like, great, now I need to wait another two to three hours. And that's why my video took forever to come out that day. Yeah. Because I was up all night trying to charge the thing. When I had finished um, doing just a basic, you know, timeline edit 
of my video before I add all the pictures and stuff in it. It was, it was at like nine o'clock and I was feeling good. And I told my wife, I might actually be in bed before midnight. Cut to later. Um, Photoshop was crashing on me for some reason. And more importantly, the program I use to download clips off YouTube just decided to stop working. What program is that? Uh, is it 4K video downloader? Oh, it's a uh, Mac X. Oh, okay. So I had to update it and then it just stopped working completely. So I tried like all these other programs till I found another version of Mac X, which is a more advanced version that I have to pay for, which I haven't paid for yet. Um, but it got me all the videos I needed last night. So I got to figure that out. Interesting. I use 4K video downloader. It's it's okay. Yeah. There's no like perfect solution for downloading YouTube videos. I liked Mac X because you can like queue up a whole bunch of them. It downloads in the proper resolution and frame rate. No problems. It does audio as well. But yeah, you can do that in 4K video downloader. Yeah. Let me find that. Maybe I'll. It's it's every website you go to that has a downloader for it looks like a spam website. So you got to be yeah. careful. <laughs> um, it's got a I'll green tech, logo. Tech Radar. I'll just go there. Uh, AJ says, I prolong my crunch by going to sleep at like 3 a.m. and finishing the video in the morning. Yeah, he has a later deadline. Though. Our deadline's at 10 a.m., which is yeah. a pain in the ass. Um, but the video did pretty good for an emulator video. My problem oh, with yeah. emulator videos is that everybody just immediately comments, why don't you just use what I use, which is blah. Yeah. Um, anyway, here we are glorifying crunch, like we said, is the problem. Yeah. Are we done with cyberpunk yeah oh i'm i'm willing to wait i think it's gonna be great when it comes out yeah hopefully not a lot of other things come out around then because a lot is coming out in march and i'd imagine a lot was going to come out in april mm -hmm. so i'm glad to have it push a little bit um all of half-life is free on steam yeah so um what you call it in anticipation for the release of Half-Life Alex, their VR game coming out in April, uh, Valve has decided to make all the mainline Half-Life games free to play on Steam for the next two months. Damn. So that means you can play the original Half-Life, Half-Life 2, Half-Life 2 Episode 1, Half-Life 2 Episode 2, and the Half-Life 1 expansions uh, Blue Shift and Opposing Forces all for free uh, for the next two months. So these are some of the best games ever made. And if you own a computer of any kind, you can now play them 100% for free. Can you get it for Mac? Yes, but these games are not optimized for Catalina. Uh, okay. Or so 32-bit? Yeah, I, I guess they're 32 bit. Interesting. So if you have, if you upgraded your Mac to Catalina, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, I can attest that they are some of the best games ever created. Yes. Half Life Two is old now. It's but, very old. But it plays like a modern first person shooter. Yeah. It held up very well. Uh, yeah. Half-Life one is still also really good, but it kind of plays like a, like a late nineties, early two thousands game. Yeah. Half-Life two plays like a modern first person. Shooter. Yeah. Half-Life two was 
well ahead of its time in yeah. terms of just everything it does. And it looks amazing too. Yeah. Still, even though yeah. it came out, when the hell did it come out? 2004. No. Yeah. Holy crap. It came out in yeah. 2004. Half-Life 1 came out in 98, I believe. So it was only a yeah. six year. Half-Life 1, I say this every time I talk about it. First game to have WASD as default. Yes. As the default control scheme. So also ahead of its time. Uh, so yeah, if you've never played Half-Life 2, play it for free. It's free. Yeah. It's awesome. Play Half-Life 1. And uh, the expansions, which were actually developed by Gearbox, uh, Blue Shift and Opposing Forces, are also pretty good. Mm-hmm. And the, the episode 1 and 2 are also very good. It's just an, yes. expa- it's just an extension of the great Half-Life 2. Yeah. Ha- and episode 2, mild spoiler, the end of it uh, is a, pretty much just an open world. Like you have this big open space to do battle with the the tripod walkers in, and it's really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. It's like this big battle, uh, yeah, like like war thing. Yeah. Um. Somebody in the chat said Half Life One or Two. Which one is better? Two is two. definitely better. I mean, they're both really really good, but yeah. two is just technically better. Yeah. Um. But if you don't mind playing a game that feels like a late '90s, early 2000s game, then go ahead and play the first one. It's really good. Uh, I have to double check, but I'm pretty sure the version of Half-Life 1 that's available for free is the is Half-Life Source, which is Valve's uh, remake of Half-Life 1 in the Source engine, the Half-Life 2 engine. Oh, oh Half-Life 1 Source. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that is, not a, that is of course, not to be confused with Black Mesa, the fan game that is a complete... Um, redo of half-life one in the source engine i think it's still not done it's not (laughs) that's crazy um half-life 2 is also the first steam game yes i remember we got five discs yep and uh it required steam in order to, to even use it off the disc yeah um so anyway play that it's great yeah uh polymega remember polymega yes Polymega we checked out at PAX last year. No, E3 last year. Yes. So it's in our E3 video from last year. You should check that out. It is great. Uh, it is a great video. Uh, I will toot my own horn. Um, but Polymega, we checked it out there. We liked it a lot. Uh, yes. It, there was all these like weird things behind the scenes and like these weird stories about Polymega. Uh, it's uh, an emulation console that... Uh, has these little modules that slot in and out and it ha- you could plug it for different cartridges for different systems so it has like an SNES module that you put in then you could plug SNES games into it it has a Genesis module that you slot in that you could plug uh Genesis games into it's expensive especially if you get all the modules also um the main base console is, uh, has a disk drive and it can emulate uh, a bunch of disk based systems like the the PS1 Neo Geo CD, TurboGrafx CD, and uh, the big selling point is Sega Saturn games, which is one of the hardest systems to emulate. They've allegedly found a way to do it. Oh, and that was part of the controversy was that when they first announced that they could play Sega CD, you said? Sega Saturn. Play Sega Saturn games. It turned out that all the footage that they used in their sizzle reel was from a computer emulator? No, it was the arcade version. Oh, it was the arcade version of some of the games, so turned out they were like faking it at first but apparently they figured it out um so 
is when you plug in the modules, is it hardware emulation? Software emulation. Oh, it's I always think, software. Yeah, I think the initial plan was it was going to be both FPGA based and software based, like a common, a sort of like a combination of two. And like they weren't very clear on that. But eventually they finally just said it's just easier for them to make everything software based mm -hmm. for what they wanted to do with the system. And if you plug in a, a game, it could save it to its internal storage and you won't need the module anymore in order to play it. Correct. Uh, so that's pretty cool. But again, it, this isn't like an analog. This thing is going to be just software. It's like an expensive software emulator. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty cool. It played games pretty pretty yeah. well uh, from what we played anyway. Uh, it had a lot of cool settings for, for visuals and stuff. Yeah. But anyway, if you wanted to check it out, now there's a beta test. They've announced a beta test. Um, All-in-one retro console Polymega, according to Nintendo Life, is due to launch this year, and the company behind it has just announced a beta test program which will give a lucky number of applications uh, early access to the hardware. They meant applicants. Uh, if you've already placed your pre-order and you apply via the website before 5 p.m. Pacific time on January 31st, you could be selected to receive a beta sample unit in order to assist with the testing of the system prior to its final release. This testing will involve using games, accessories, and AV equipment, blah, 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 and you will have to fi file an NDA. Uh, so if you're interested in retro, modern retro gaming hardware, uh, and you want to help with the beta test, you want to get your hands on the Polymega first, go nuts. Uh, I would love to, but I would love a review unit. Yeah. I can't sign an NDA. I want to be able to talk about it as soon as possible. So uh, if you want to assist in the development, give them your feedback. That sounds like a great idea. But I think you have to pay for it first, it seems like. It looks like you like pre-order it and then you can sign up for the beta test. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> if you already placed a pre-order, you can apply via the website. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. So if you're in, if you're interested in the Pi Mega and you want to get it early and maybe beta test, there you go. Uh, but then you might get a subpar version, you know? Yeah. You might, you might get the beta version. Okay. Any more thoughts on Pi Mega? No. Well, uh, Mr. Peanut died. Oh, no. He's dead now, Mr. Peanut. Now the... the Mr. Peanut Twitter account says the estate of Mr. Peanut. We have devast we're devastated to confirm that Mr. Peanut is gone. He died doing what he does best, having people's backs when they need him the most. And they play a video of Mr. Peanut driving the Peanut Mobile, and then it freaking like crashes off the road. They're all hanging on a tree branch, and it's gonna break. One of them has to go. Mr. Peanut gave his life to save his two friends. It's very tragic. I don't believe it. This is a conspiracy. Mr. Peanut didn't kill himself. <laughs> the cameras were there, Will. We saw it. Um, so the, that, it's a whole thing on the Twitter account. Is like all these people were like, and other brands like Budweiser pouring one out for you, Mr. Peanut. Yeah. Like everybody's in on it. Uh, There's a I've, memorial in. Down uh, further, Twitch just. Uh, the Twitch Twitter uh, just sent an F. Oh, yeah, F. <laughs> to pay respects. Um, yeah, there's a memorial in Columbus. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a whole thing. I thought. Uh, listen, he's he's he was old. Yeah. He had to go sometime, and what better time than, you know, close to Super Bowl Sunday, where I'm sure there'll be an ad for it. Oh, that's true. We'll <laughs> probably find out more, or maybe yeah. they'll just play that. Anyway, that's it. That's all we got. Yeah. Uh, unboxing first. Yes. Okay. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to unbox. Okay. I also have to pee really bad, but I'll hold it until after we unbox. Okay. Uh, where's my unboxing cam? Here we go. Wow. Look uh, at this. I cleaned my mouse pad also. I did a bad job, apparently. It looks good in real life, but not on the camera. I also got these two Amiibo today. I got Dark Samus and... Dark Richter. Samus and Richter. Yeah, Dark Samus right. looks freaking amazing. The yes. the like purpley glow is like really yeah. nice. That is fancy. Uh, they were just at Target. There was like a million of them, so I got it. Um, all right. Well, I open first. I have no idea what this is. It's an Amazon package. Okay. I should be scared. Ugh. Is this a book? Oh no! Is this a for dummies book? Oh no, it's not. Oh, what is? Super Gods by Grant Morrison. Oh! Somebody send you this? I might be. I remember talking to a fan about Super Gods by Grant Morrison. Let's see if there's a note. Uh, send a thank you note. You can learn more about this gift. Or start a return here, too. Oh, there's a bunch of notes in here. Uh, Nope. Oh, here we go. A gift for you. Hi, Wolf Brothers. Love your channel, guys. The book is for Will to read. Hopefully enjoy and maybe review. Hoping y'all will get some time to enjoy this. Thanks a lot for your content. Keep on keeping on. Anchor Ozymandias. Oh. Thank you, Ozymandias. Thank you. Uh, will, explain this book to me. Uh, so Super Gods is basically Grant Morrison's big... Uh, book about superheroes um when they were created how they were created why they were created of uh, going into like the mentality of um why we as a society are into the idea of superheroes to begin with uh it's grant morrison so it's um kind of bizarre really out there but also uh surprisingly smart and informative um so i am looking forward to uh, checking that out and seeing uh, what he has to say on the matter. Cool. So what I have here might just look like a pro controller. And this might just look like a GameCube controller wrapped in a lot of bubble wrap. But these controllers were very expensive. Uh, these are what you would call multi-shine controllers. Oh, this comes with a lot of pieces. Will, do you know what a multi-shine controller is? No idea. Ooh, hell yeah! All right. This is just a freaking GameCube controller. But okay. it's made by Multishine. Multishine is like one guy, or maybe now it's a group of guys. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The the Everything's colored wrong. Everything's colored wrong? The C stick isn't yellow. The A button isn't green. Yes. <laughs> They're, th those are all here. Oh, wow. If I wanted them. <laughs> um, So... Multishine is, I think, one guy. It might now be a bunch of guys, but at least it was started by one guy. Yeah. It's a cus they custom mod GameCube controllers, or I guess Pro controllers, 
right. for um the Smash Brothers professionals. Like all the Smash Brothers professionals use custom multi-shine controllers. Mm-hmm. Um so this GameCube controller has notches that are Oh, uh, I can see that, yeah. that are filed into it so you you know exactly what direction you're pointing. Same thing with the C stick. Yeah. There's also other things that they did to the buttons. I think the shoulder buttons are like lower. It feels very fast. Are they still springy? Yeah, they're still a little springy. You know what? Okay. This I is... like how all the buttons on the game controller are now white except the Z button. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's iconic. Well, so is the green. Nah. A in the yellow. Actually, they feel pretty similar. So the GameCube controller already has notches in it, but these notches are... I was left out, so I busted out mine. (laughs) Oh, good. So these notches... There's more notches. Yeah. Depending on where you want to go with it. Uh, These feel like a little more resistance in in the shoulder buttons. That might just be a placebo, though. Yeah. I think the buttons are I think the buttons are a little shorter too. I don't know. I got to read the whole spec list. But I am very excited to try this out and there would definitely be a video on it. Uh but I also have a pro controller here that I guess I should open. The Sensual Pro controller too? Yes. Uh this is going to be AJ's. So AJ, I'm opening your pro controller. You have no choice because uh it's for science. Yeah, well, it's for the channel. So <laughs> this yeah. is this is why we got them. Uh, it's, I mean, it, it's just the Pro Controller box. So the dude just bought a Pro Controller and yeah. modded it. Well, yeah, I didn't think he went out and made his own Pro Controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd uh, be I'm, nuts, though. Is this the cable it comes with? Yeah. This is just the cable it comes with. Um, and here is the Pro Controller. Ooh, I haven't Ooh. seen a new Pro Controller in a while. Oh, the notches are cool. Wait, what do you mean you haven't seen a new Pro Controller in a while? Like a brand new out-of-the-box Pro Controller. Oh. My Pro Controller is like disgusting looking. Look at those notches. Yeah. That is something. There's a lot of little things that they do. To, the notches are the big thing. Yeah. There's a lot of other little things that they do, but uh, yeah, the notches are the big custom thing. They also do braided cables. Mine does not have a braided cable, which uh, is interesting. Those are... Those are nice to have. <laughs> yeah, they usually have like a longer braided cable. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll see a lot of Smash Pros when they're done and they're wrapping up, they will have like a giant braided cable. Yeah. Um, that's probably expensive to do. But uh, yeah. So if you, I have a video on these controllers. Uh, probably after Byleth comes out, because mm-hmm. that just makes sense. But yeah, I'm excited to try these out. It's gonna be cool. Now I got crap everywhere. Um. Anyway, I said they were expensive. They were provided by Multishine. Right. Obligated to say that. Uh, I'm all tangled up now. I've made a horrible mistake. Yeah. This is why wireless headphones are... This is why people like wireless, Well. Yeah. Pretty soon you'll, uh, you'll get on that train. Right, the last thing I think is a piece of chocolate. <laughs> it says... Ultram Honors? I don't know what that is. Did we win an award? I don't know. That would be sick. It's 
it's this big box and it has a lot of like like what do you call this paper oh it's an award what the hell did we win oh i know what this is we didn't win anything oh <laughs> i don't know if i should talk about this but i will anyway um at pax <laughs> we can give out this award for best of show <laughs> really yeah well i didn't sign any nda so i guess i could say it huh. uh yeah so i you mean i have to bring this to pax and be like here you go <laughs> that's wow. weird okay all right so that's what it huh. they, they just sent out an email and was like would you give out a best of show award and i was like sure and they said would you pay for it and i said no and then they're like okay here it is anyway so that's that we should have made a Wolf Den one. Yeah. Because, like, what's the difference? You know how, like, E3, people just slap uh, best of stickers on, like, the side of the booths? Yeah, we should start that's, doing that. Yeah, that's what we got to do. So, there you go. I thought that was a giant piece of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of wish it was a giant piece of chocolate I now. I still have the chocolate from the Godiva that we got. That I don't know who gave us. Again, oh, right. we were supposed to get chocolate from Screenwave, our management, and they never sent this chocolate unless it was that Godiva. Anyway, that's it for the unboxing. I think. Yes, that's it. Uh, now, oh, Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! I forgot it already. Oh, it's this video. I hope we don't get C and D for this, but I'm going to play it anyway. Um, this is by Monica Franco, who says, am I having an effing stroke? And it's a video of Scooby-Doo, but like the new Scooby-Doo. Okay. So, uh, they're at like a cheese place. And some guy, like the waiter, brings the cheese over to the table and uh-huh. cuts it up. But he cuts it up with his foot. And Do they he... not just bring that up again? <laughs> and then they never talk about it again. <laughs> he just takes his shoe off, grabs the knife with his foot like a monkey, cuts it up, and then that's it. And they don't think it's weird. Or, I mean, it is Scooby-Doo, so they deal with a lot of crap. So Yeah, but if they deal you know. with a lot of people in monster costumes... That's still out of the ordinary. They're like, ah, I've seen this all. I've seen seen crazier stuff. <laughs> maybe maybe they're just so high out of their mind <laughs> that like they don't care, man. As long as like, they get your cheese. Scooby and Shaggy, totally normal for them to ignore something like that. Yeah. The rest of them should have been like, what the hell was that? <laughs> well, Velma is clearly in her notes. Fr- Fred, if you look closely, Fred looks like he's like, what did I just see? But like, it, it, oh, like yeah, he looks concerned off. that he's he's cutting it with his with his feet. Fred, Fred just has a look like, what? Oh, and then he looks at him. He follows him, and then he looks at the rest of him. Yeah. Like, why did you? Why were you not weirded out by that? Yeah, yeah. Look at Fred's face. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, and then that's it. So bizarre. Anyway, uh, now is when we talk to you people. Yes. As always, of course, you can uh, reach out to us on Twitter using the hashtag WolfDenLive. If you left a comment on last week's WolfDenLive, then this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen watching us at home, please start leaving your questions and comments because we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. Um, all right, I just opened Discord and I ruined everything on the stream. Uh, I'm going to read the first one, which is the hashtag that we always do. 
first. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read that, the first one, and then I'm going to run to the bathroom. Okay. Uh, Q73Power says, I got a yellow Switch light this week. It's even better than I thought it would be. It's a lot more comfortable than the OG in handheld, and the screen is a lot easier to see in the sun. Thanks for your case video. I'll get the Power A one that, like, you recommended. Um, yes. Uh, congratulations on your new Switch Lite. Yes. The screen is, like, marginally better. Uh, I don't know what it's like in the sun. I, I haven't taken both out in the sunlight to, like, see the difference. I honestly don't play the Switch out in the sun. I don't get out in the sun, period. <laughs> so I can't relate. Also, somebody in the chat before mentioned the Switch flip cover for the Switch Lite. I have it, and I forgot to unbox it on Wolf Den Live. I guess I should have. Oh, it. that's right. Yeah. Uh, should I do it now? Might as well. Oh, well, you got to pee first. Let me pee. You read the next yeah. one. Okay. Uh, I just lost. Hold on. Uh, Josh, just a hair. What comics or manga are you two looking forward to this year or want to catch up on? Also, what are you enjoying now? Um, I mean, I want to catch up on everything because I am behind on everything. Uh, I'm still enjoying Peter Tomasi's Detective Comics run. It is very good. Uh, Dan Slott's Fantastic Four is also pretty good. I have added um, the new Star Wars ongoing by Charles Soule to my pull list because I really like the first issue and I like the time period that it's in. Um, and, oh, Young Justice by Brian Michael Bendis. That's, that's been really good so far. Uh, what as far as I'm looking forward to? Uh, I'm going to try and check out uh, James Tyen's uh, current run on Batman. And I got to go back and finish t uh, Tom King's run because I like that run. Screw you all. Um, and Jeff Johns and Jason Fabek are allegedly coming out with uh, three Jokers this year. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. But that I've been looking forward to for a very long time. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I, I know there's a lot coming out this year. I just don't remember any of it. <laughs> Uh, I know X-Men's going through a big relaunch, but I'm like, I fell off of that a while ago. Uh, yeah. Oh, I have, I bought a Wonder Woman 750 today. I will get to that tomorrow and let you know what I think of it. And I want to get that physically because I've enjoyed getting those anniversary issues physically because I put them on my spinner rack and they look nice. Uh, there's a new Hawkeye series coming out. Oh, uh, Transformers Terminator crossover. That'll be good. Uh, yeah, Transformers versus Terminator. Uh, what more do you need to know? Uh, yeah, so those are my recommendations. We'll move on because I know you're all bored. Uh, Little Link. I believe uh, Byleth was added to Smash for advertisements for Fire Emblem Three Houses game. People state that if they swap Banjo and Byleth, that would have been better. But in my opinion... Getting two sword fighters in the same day uh, would be a huge controversy itself. Uh, two sword fighters in the same day. Did we? Was Banjo announced with the sword fighter? I'm back. What happened? I just read Little Link's uh, comment, tweet, whatever the hell it is. I believe I believe Byleth was added to Smash for advertisements for the Final Fantasy uh, for the Fire Emblem Three game. People state that if you if they swapped Banjo and Byleth, then it would be better. My opinion: getting two sword fighters in the same day it would be a huge controversy. Why two sword fighters? 
who was um is joke what is it piranha plant is joker a sword fighter mm, he's got a knife Does i would count i would not classify him as a sword fighter yeah because sword sword fighters people don't like sword fighters because they have a lot of reach yeah byleth has the most reach out of any sword fighter because he's also got a staff right um Did we get Joker the day Banjo was announced? That's what... Is that what happened? I think so. I don't remember. Let me look up the freaking fighters. Don't forget the first Smash Brothers character. The first Smash Brothers DLC that we ever got was Piranha Plant. <laughs> yeah. Um, Uh oh, it was Hero. Hero oh, and uh, Banjo right. same day. About Hero. Hero is definitely a sword fighter. Yeah. So switch Byleth and Terry, dude. Yeah. People were all right with Terry, you know. Yeah, I think like once like you know people who didn't know who Terry was like they started warming up to him. Yeah. Or switch Terry and Banjo instead. All right, here's what you do. You figured it all out. Uh. You do Joker first, mm-hmm. per- perfect launch. Then you do Hero. Yes. Then you switch. Uh, then you put Terry in the middle, Byleth fourth, and Banjo last. That would have been fine. Yeah. People still would have been mad about Byleth, but they would have been redeemed at Banjo. Um, or put Byleth in the middle. You know, just put Banjo at the end. That's all that yeah. really matters. Uh, anyway, you read the next one while I unbox this thing. Okay. Uh, Zachary Thompson. I use the Insignia dock from Best Buy and it has yet to brick my switch. It is my second dock I use when I went at the PC. Yeah, but like, you never know, man. The problem is that the original switch dock can already brick your switch. (laughs) That's the problem. I mean, but if that's... I feel like if that's already been like confirmed as the best third party dock after it's been how many years now, I feel like it's safe to say get the insignia dock. You know, also Best Buy should be able to warranty it. If you yeah. buy the switch at Best Buy and the insignia dock at Best Buy yeah. and the insignia dock bricks it, then you're you should be entitled to a warranty replacement. Yeah. Now that said I'm not going to go out and buy it, but if you want to go ahead. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing, there's no, why would I get, oh, it's yeah. a lot cheaper. It's it is. Cheaper. Maybe I did cheaper. finally buy another uh, AC adapter for my Switch. Mm-hmm. So, excited to finally have two. Uh, this is very light. I don't know why I expected it to be heavier. Again, I am unboxing the uh, Switch Lite flip case, which everybody was telling me I need to get. Uh, this now was you got not. It. This was not sent to us. This was paid for by myself. Oh, does it come with a screen protector? What is this? Well, I would imagine that f- that looks like it could be a screen protector. It's not. It's a weird size. Huh. It's gonna split down the middle. The hell is this thing? That split might be to put it on the screen. And sc- and a screen cover. Uh, peel the film off. Oh, that's the split is just the film. And there's there's like 
it's it's a weird aspect ratio because you're right the top and bottom you hold and then when you put it on you rip them off yeah uh, i do not use screen protectors i am a rebel and i don't care how much my screen gets scratched yeah um this is very oh the insides felt that is freaking cool it feels very nice and the outside is like a hard like like weave yeah i don't know if you could see but you could hear that though oh yeah it's like a hard fabric but i mean the whole thing is like a really hard plastic and the inside is a soft felt this is this reminds me of like a like a piece of stationery. Uh, it's very very nice, and I'm gonna put the switch in here. It is in, and there you go. So, ooh, look at that! It is seamless all the way around. The shoulders buttons stick out, which is weird, but I guess it has to. Yeah. Now my main concern about this thing is when you flip it up and over. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I'm holding it like. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. Uh, also, I'm concerned about like just throwing this in my bag like this with the shoulder button sticking out like that. Yeah. I'd still much rather... Can I do both, though? Can I do this inside of this? And yes, I can. There you go. I have, I have, I'm double cased now. But this does look cool. It's just that shoulder button sticking out is a little weird. And then this, and then I'm playing like this, and then it's flapping around, and I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Oh, well. You know what? But if you, like, fold it back and, like, you use your pinky and ring finger to hold it. Yeah, like this, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it feels weird. Okay. It feels like I'm holding it down. I'm going to keep it in this. Yeah. Uh, and play with it for a while. And... See how I feel. Honestly, I haven't played the Switch Lite in a really long time because I usually just play docked anyway. Yeah. And when I'm out and about on the... I see a lot of people playing games and stuff on the train. Mm -hmm. I'm not on it for long enough, I feel like. I'm jumping between trains too much, you know? Right. I'm always just doing stuff on my phone real quick. All right, where are we? Uh, Zachary Thompson. Read that, the Insignia doc. Oh, yeah. Kyle Luang. Bob Byleth move doesn't beat out Falcon Punch. It armor through it. Uh yes. That's what I that's what I mean when I yeah. say it beats out. Uh it's armor. Uh if you if you Falcon Punch Byleth while he's doing his move, he's still gonna finish his move. It, it he gets yeah. hurt. But he doesn't get launched, and he finishes his move. It's kind of like Warlock Punch. Warlock Punch has super armor, but you can some moves will knock Warlock Punch out. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, Brandon R F R F X says I had to rush this tweet. Fred again. This is the whole tweet, and I don't know why. I also don't know why Fred included that. Yeah. All right, last week's Wolf Done Live. Okay. Uh, super like. I like super. I like potatoes. This was definitely my favorite Wolf Den live episode since the format changed. Keep up the fun work, boyos. What did we do differently last week? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I guess we finally we were using Discord. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. I think now that we have this format, I can show more stuff on screen. And yeah, we, we talked about a lot of different games, and I had a lot yeah. of information up on screen. It's easier for us to navigate some of the news that way. I think we've like 
worked out most, if not all, of the kinks too. So yeah, well, the only kink we have, I need a way to stream Will's video in 1080p 60, and I don't have, I can't find any chat apps that do that. Yeah, I think Skype might be able to, but I really, really don't want to use Skype. Um, I also had a weird thought about using uh FaceTime. But FaceTime is also 720p. Hmm. Uh Devilish Muster Mustard Buster from last week's Wolfden Live says mainly an audio listener watching the video this time around. I enjoy the new format. Also, would be cool if you guys gave each other and the viewers some something small, not too time consuming to do, like a recommendation at the end of the podcast to be done in the week before between the podcast. Maybe something about games, comics, movies, etc., like a hard level, uh, etc. The next week you can talk about how that went. Ideas are a dime a dozen, though. Keep up the great work. So that's kind of like a book club type situation. Yeah, I don't, and dude, homework sucks. I don't want to give you guys homework. <laughs> I guess if we talk about something, we can consider making it a challenge for viewers. Yeah. Like maybe if we talk about a game that we played that, uh, uh, hey, here's your homework. Download Half-Life 2 for free and yes. play a little bit of it and tell me what you thought of it. Yeah. Here's your homework there, for next week. Again, it's available. I mean, if you have a PC, it can probably run it. It run, It works on Max before that uh, OS before Catalina. It even runs on Linux. The homework can be stuff like uh, if we talk about a, a retro game that we think people should play or something like mm-hmm. that, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, where am I? Trevor Grover says, I bet some holdouts were mad that the wasn't a third edition of the new Pokemon games. Holding out for a definitive edition at $60 is cheaper than a base game plus DLC at $90. But I think the games are different enough, like the third game, yeah, the, uh, the third games were never definitive editions. Yeah. They were always just like a mix of the other two, plus like so, one extra thing. So like maybe some of them were kind of like a definitive edition, but I my perception was always that they were just different. It was like the same type of game, but a little different. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I don't know if anybody's really holding out for the ultra version or the... Well, they... Well, no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, GG. Oh, this is the guy from the beginning of the show who was talking crap about how we uh, were sellouts. No, yeah. how we how we panhandle. Uh, says the same video three times a week for the past two months by every quote Nintendo Switch channel. Uh, and then a, conf- a confused face, a thumbs no, down. It's, uh, a rolling my eye face. And then a thumbs- throw up emoji. Yeah. Fred note. This guy's a dick and just wanted to call him out for, for on the podcast proper. Really don't give an F about what he has to complain about this time. Yeah, no, we called him out at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Um, three times a week for the past two months by every Nintendo Switch channel. I also got a... Was it the same guy? Am I giving this guy too much attention? Somebody commented on my last video and said, unoriginal content. You'd keep copying all these other YouTubers. Make something original for once. And I said, uh, listen, these companies send all of us the same stuff. Yeah. Just find the guy that you like. There's a lot of us that cover the same stuff. Just find the one that you like and stick with that person. 
If it's freaking me, that's fine. If it's RGT, that's fine. If it's wood, that's fine. But stay in your lane. <laughs> this is the Wild West here on YouTube. There's going to be a lot of people covering the same stuff. It's just how it is. Um, yeah, a lot of people are like, like when I cut, when, when the title of the stream is one thing, uh, and then people are like mad when we're not talking about that one thing, but it's a two yeah. hour long podcast. I don't know what they expect. We're just going to keep doing what we do anyway. Now yeah. we're in the regular chat. Hello, yes. everybody. Uh, but first, we got, as Streamlabs, of course, decides to refresh now, as I was looking at it, uh, Review Tech USA with $10. Uh, oh. Some good-looking men here. Yo, what up, Review Tech? Watch Review Tech. Oh. There you go. Yeah. If you're sick of this channel <laughs> yeah. and want to see people cover the same kind of stuff, go watch Review Tech USA. Thank you yeah. for $10, man. I appreciate he also, it. He also does cell phones. I'm looking at his channel right now. Oh, yeah. You've you've watched him before, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I just want I just yeah, haven't. Everybody, everybody knows keeping up with him, so I want to see what he posted recently. Thanks, man. Yeah, I love that. And I um, saw he was doing cell phone stuff, so that's why I said it. I did not know he did cell phone stuff. Did he do the uh, pocket go? Uh, I'm not seeing it. Uh, Bruce Pratt Patrick in the chat says, are the collections on the Vita any good? Just got one, and I'm trying to build up my collection. What collections are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, collections of what? The Vita is a great indie machine. The only problem is now we have the Switch, which is yeah, the replacement exactly. the Vita. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like... Well, I've gotten this question before. People are like, I just got a Vita. What should I get? And it's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's not, uh, not tear much. Away. But that's also on PS4. Right. That's all you got, man. That's Basically. It. <laughs> um oh guy number twenty is in the chat. He's another uh longtime troll. Yeah. Comes in and out. He says but, uh well, we like him. I don't know why though. <laughs> he was like the first troll. I think that's, I think why, that's he, why he's made it through. Yeah. Uh I'm the only troll here. I'm about to throw hands with this dude. <laughs> Uh, Review Tech says keep, uh, people kept on going back and forth between our streams. Oh, really? Oh, uh, well, we just have to fight in real life then. Yeah. No, please. You'll, <laughs> no, you'll please probably don't. murder us. <laughs> please don't fight me. Um, JT Mitchell says this is the only game channel I watch, so do whatever. Okay. All right. Uh, this is a, listen. This is a free market. Yeah. You watch whoever you got to watch, man. Uh, that dude says Wolf Den is CNN, RGT85 is Fox News, and Review Tech is MSNBC. <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? I don't, I don't know. know if I like our standing there. He also spelt our name wrong, so oh, okay. Um, I mean, clearly we're MTV News. I mean, okay. all right, yes, clearly the cool, the cool kids or the or the yeah. try hard cool kids, exactly. <laughs> Um, uh, MTV News circa mid to late 90s. Yes. Kurt Loader still hasn't lost the will to live. Rock and Val says, what is the something that you, you're looking forward to at any conventions that you're attending this year? Hope you are well. He's, she's trying to she's trying to come to all the conventions we're going to. Yeah. Um, there's not, I can't pinpoint a something. I'm excited for PAX because it's coming up and I love PAX. Mm -hmm. and it, it's always great. Uh, I got a I don't have any appointments or anything to do at PAX, to be honest, as of right now. Uh, that's not true. 
I got an email from the guys who make fogs. Because <laughs> they saw that I was interested in fogs. And they're going to be there. Nice. So I'm going to be playing fogs. And that's the yeah. only thing that I have planned. I actually didn't even email them back. But <laughs> review Texas, I thought they were going to say I was TMZ. One of us has to be. Yeah. Probably us. And I could think. see that. No, I could see that with Review Tech. I could see yeah. TMZ. <laughs> um, RGT, wait. RGT is not Fox News. He's something. He's another. He's something else. Yeah. Maybe the Blaze. Xanar <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can says, Are you guys excited for the Sonic movie? I actually kind of am. The marketing's ramping up. Yeah. It, um, it's, a, it's amazing what a, a redesign and a, a complete trailer style change will do. Uh, James Pond, nice name, in the chat says, Spawn Wave steals news and resells it. Uh, what do you think we do on this? Show? Yeah, well, on the on this specific stream, we're literally reading articles. What do you think most uh, YouTubers and podcasts do? Yeah. Uh, Fred says, "Yo, Bob, you and AJ gonna sh- sneak me into packs? Uh, you should come. You're in the area, aren't you? Yeah." Uh, Joe Ertz says, "What's your most anticipated game releasing this spring?" Resident Evil Three. <laughs> Fogs? No, I don't know. <laughs> I think Resident Evil Three is the only game releasing in spring now. Yeah, uh, Final Fantasy Seven. I'm a little excited for. Yeah. Um, uh, Half Life Alex. Oh. If I had a VR system, uh, Animal Crossing. Oh, that's right. I'm excited to try it. I don't know how much I'm gonna like it, but I'm excited to try Animal Crossing. Yeah. I'm. You know what? I'm excited to play it with other people because you could have like a million people on your island. So I think yeah. the streams of Animal Crossing are, are going to be really fun. Yeah. Um. Oh, that dude says, "See the analog pocket at Paxi's." Is that gonna be there? Because I will one hundred and ten percent go see that. Yeah. All right, we gotta get the hell out of here. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. It's always Wolfden Live is every single Wednesday night at eight p.m. Eastern, right here on youtube.com slash wolfden if you can't make the show for any reason at all we always put it up as an archive version on thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want if you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us you can do that as well we're also an audio podcast on apple podcast soundcloud spotify google play and stitcher and if you listen to us on any of those platforms please be sure to subscribe rate and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores also, if you want to watch just a little bit of Wolf Den Live, or maybe you want to send certain sections of the show to your buddies, then head on over to Wolf Den Clips, where our good friend Eric Henley takes this week's episode and cuts it down into bite-sized chunks for your viewing pleasure. Also, if you just want to see the main topic and nothing else, maybe you think this show is clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Wolf Den Clips, only subscribe to Wolf Den Clips, and then we'll only talk about whatever the title of the of the show is. Yes. So there you go. Uh, also go to twitch.tv slash wolfden and click the little notification bell because that's the best way to know when I'm going to go live. But I'll be live tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, probably Mario Maker because I didn't stream yesterday. I was at the New York Game Awards. I didn't talk about that at all. No, you didn't. Uh, I see you to tell me. Uh, Blockhead Gaming hit me up and was like, hey, you want to... E from Blockhead was like, yo, yeah. you want to go to this thing? And I was like, oh, yeah, man. Uh, it was cool. Uh, basically, every presenter was... The Daily Show with Trevor Noah's this person. 
Um, but it was fun. The winner was the Outer Worlds. They won Game of the Year. Outer Worlds or Outer Wilds? Outer Worlds. Okay. Uh, and they gave, the whole big thing was they were giving Reggie like a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. Uh, which was cool. So Reggie was there. And nice. if you paid a little extra, you can get a selfie with him. I did not get that package. Had you known? I probably still wouldn't have. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably, probably super expensive. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Anyway, yeah. go to Twitch. Thank you guys for hanging out. We'll see y'all later. Goodbye. Oh, and watch uh, Will's video. Yes. Yeah, watch, do that. Watch Will's Batman video. I spend a lot of time on it, and I don't remember what sleep is. Goodbye. Bye.